Hey, this is Cody Sturge with the pastor at Chill Highway Baptist Church, and you're listening to Keep Thy Heart Daily, a daily ministry of our church, an opportunity that we have every day to share God's Word with you. The Bible says to keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. And we know that we keep our hearts as we wash our hearts with the Word of God. We are in a series now in the book of Mark. The book of Mark's a book of action. And I know that there'll be messages and truths from God's Word that'll be a big help to you. Thanks for listening. We're praying for you. God bless you. Go with me to the book of Mark. Mark chapter number 1. We're working through this book of the Bible as the Lord leads. An exciting portion of Scripture. The shortest of the four gospel records. And Mark is a man of action written to the Roman mind. And he's uh, teaching us some things and some wonderful truths we can see. As we look here beginning tonight in verse number 14, verse number 14, and we'll read through verse number 22. We get some insight into Jesus' purpose, and he we jump right into his ministry, and a year has passed between verse 13, his temptation, and verse number 14, and you can see the record of that in John chapter 1 through 4. A year's passed, and the Bible says in verse number 14, now after that, John was put in prison, Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent ye and believe the gospel. Now as he walked by the sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew his brother casting a net into the sea, for they were fishers. And Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And straightway they forsook their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further thence, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, who also were in the ship mending their nets. And straightway he called them. And they left their father Zebedee in the ship with the hired servants and went after him. And they went into Capernaum. And straightway on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue and taught. And they were astonished at his doctrine. For he taught them as one that had authority, and not as the scribes. The Bible, if you'd look with me in verse number 17, Jesus said unto them, Come ye after me, and I will make you to become fishers of men. And Jesus has a purpose. Uh, There's a purpose. There's a purpose for the Bible. There's a purpose for the gospel. There's a purpose that Christ has. And Christ's purpose revolves primarily and ultimately around people. Jesus has an interest in people. He has an interest not only in making their lives better, but he has an interest and a purpose, ultimately, in making their eternity better, not only better, but perfect and right. Jesus came that that men and women... Boys and girls, just like us, do not have to suffer the penalty of death because of our sin and suffer a real hell forever. I'm glad Jesus Jesus gives us his purpose. He says, hey, look, I will make you fishers of men. This portion of Scripture, we see an emphasis on what Jesus has given us and has set out to do. And we see him do some interesting things. We see Jesus preaching. 
We see Jesus calling and we see Jesus teaching. But we begin with this transition. The Bible says in verse number 14. Now after that, John was put in prison. John was put in prison. Uh, I want you to know something. These uh, prosperity gospel preachers that you hear that says, if you'll put your 50 cents in the offering, you'll get 50 you'll get fifty dollars of blessing back. If you'll give your heart and life to God, then there'll be all joy and satisfaction and peace and your bank accounts will be full and health always, prosperity. They're liars. And if you want to know how it really is, just because you've asked Christ to come into your heart, you've determined to follow the Lord, does not mean that you will doubtless suffer persecution. As a matter of fact, if you want to have a little picture of what it's like sometimes to serve the Lord, don't be afraid of a little bit of pain, a little bit of sweat, a little bit of toil, a little bit of heartache. This life is temporary. Heaven is forever. But folks, we've been called to live for the Lord Jesus Christ, and whatever it takes, living for the, the Lord Jesus Christ is worth it. Here's the picture that you have when God's Word says, Now after that, John was put in prison. I don't even know where John was. John was in Herod's prison. Herod's prison was a special prison. It was terrible. It was the depths of despair. It was the deep, dark dungeons that you see portrayed. And John, who had given his heart and life to the Lord, who had boldly proclaimed, There's coming one after me whose shoe latch and I'm not worthy to unloose. When he said he must increase and I must decrease, I don't know that he meant to decrease to the level that he was in now. Because he was in a cold, dark, wet, nasty dungeon. A prisoner for serving the Lord. Now folks, there ain't none of us done more than John the Baptist in service to the King. And he had to suffer. But I can guarantee you today that he's glad that he was willing to suffer for the cause of Christ. In just a minute, we'll meet Peter, James, John. And I'll tell you, what they did for God wasn't always easy, but I can guarantee you today that they've spent thousands of years rejoicing in the glory and the blessings of God, and they're thankful that they served King Jesus. John the Baptist was in a cold dungeon, and Herod, that low-down, good-for-nothing, dirty, rotten dog, he was in his palace, living it up. But I'll tell you something. He's had a couple thousand years to think it through. And I'll guarantee you, a thousand times over, he wished he had the opportunity to go back and be in the dungeon for the cause of Christ, or stand and face persecution as a preacher of the gospel, as opposed to living for what the world had to offer. And may it just be a note to us all. May it be a reminder to us all, when we read this little phrase, John was put in prison. (laughs) It's not so bad to live for Jesus in this short life in light of the fact that we get to spend eternity in His blessing, serving Him forever. You see, John was put in prison. Here's what the Bible says. 
Jesus came into Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Which brings to our first point, Jesus preaching. What was Jesus doing with his life? Now, if one man ever knew what was right to do any time and how to invest his life properly, it had to be the God-man, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I want you to see what Jesus was doing with his time. Jesus was preaching. What was he preaching? The Bible says this in verse number 14. Now, after that, John was put in prison. Jesus came into Galilee, preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. Now, here's the contrast. Folks, I want you to know something. It's not always easy here and now in this life to live for God. As a matter of fact, there's great difficulties. I've talked to many of you of late, and you've got burdens to bear and struggles and difficulties and broken hearts. You may even feel like, man, I feel like John in the prison. I want you to know the message that Jesus came preaching. You see, it was the same story going on for all folks who were followers of Jehovah God at this time. It was a difficult time to be a follower of God. It was a difficult time to be a Jew at this moment. And all the people that believed in Jehovah God, they were longing and looking and seeking for a Redeemer. And they needed somebody to give them some relief and give them some promise. And Jesus came along, what was he preaching? He was preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. What is that? Gospel, good news. He was preaching the good news of the kingdom of God. What was Jesus preaching? Jesus was preaching that it's coming and it's coming soon for all people an opportunity to experience the bliss of the kingdom of God. What's in the kingdom of God? I'll tell you what, there's no suffering. In the kingdom of God, there's no heartache. In the kingdom of God, there's no cancer. In the kingdom of God, there's no poverty. In the kingdom of God, there's no starvation. In the kingdom of God, there's wonderful peace with God. The prophets had some interesting things to say about the kingdom of God. The prophets of the Old Testament were giving us a picture, and they were painting with bright colors what would be in the kingdom of God. John Phillips said it like this, the prophets painted pictures that of that kingdom in bright, bold shades and tints. The promised king would smite all of Israel's foes. He would reign as David had reigned, putting down all of his foes. He would reign as Solomon had reigned in prosperity and peace. The deserts would garb themselves with the splendor of Eden. The lion would lie down with the lamb and eat straw like an ox. Harvests would be so bountiful that the plowman would overtake the reaper. Crime and disease would be banished. Death itself would be put under severe restraint. A man would be but a youth at a hundred, and men would learn war no more. All nations would undertake annual pilgrimages to Jerusalem to pay their tribute to the king of kings. The Hebrew people would reign with Christ as his ambassadors, governors, and administrators. Bold colors indeed. What was the picture? Jesus was preaching, hey, look, 
This world's not my home. There's coming a kingdom, a reign, a king that will reign and rule, and there's going to be peace. The one that just keeps coming back to my mind is the lion will lay down with the lamb. There'll be no more death or sorrow in the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus was preaching. His preaching continued as the Bible continues in our text tonight, verse number 15, and saying, the time is fulfilled. Right now is the time. Right now is the time. It was, Jesus said, right now is the time that you need to make the decision to repent and believe because look what the Bible says in verse 15, the kingdom of God is at hand. Now the critic wants to say this. Jesus was preaching 2,000 years ago plus that the kingdom of God was at hand, that there would be peace. Folks, I want you to know something. Every person that heard that gospel message on the day that Jesus preached it as recorded by Mark, the ones who repented and believed on the Lord Jesus Christ have been able to experience a wonderful taste of the kingdom of God because they had to be absent from the body to be present with the Lord. And the truth is for us all, we should be preaching the same message. We should be preaching the message of Jesus Christ that life is short, eternity is long, and the kingdom of God is a kingdom of peace and joy. There's no death, there's no sorrow. With great emphasis and boldness, we need to let this world know that if they can, if they'll have Christ as their Savior, they'll believe with Him, accept Jesus, and they can have this wonderful promise of the kingdom of God. And all these sorrows will be behind. Thank you for listening to this message from the book of Mark. We're sure excited about the many opportunities that we have at the Chihuahua Baptist Church to share content with you. If you'd like to hear more of the same, more messages from God's Word, other series from different books of the Bible, you can find us at chillhowiebaptistchurch.com or you can get our app on the App Store, Chihuahua Baptist Church. And we're so thankful that you've listened today. God bless you.